and welcome to episode 51 of Adia Untitled. I'm Rob. And I'm Chris. And yes, we finally surpassed 50 episodes with, uh, with uh, a wonderful um, Valerian <laughs> that you finally waited for for like two years. Two, two years, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Well, we've, we gave them warning before about what the very Valerian yeah. pod was going to be like. Exactly. You had fair warning and you still listened, um, which we knew you would. However... <laughs> But we're still thankful you did. Yeah, exactly. I'm just wondering why. (laughs) That's now out of the way. Um, And we go from one thing from space to something else that come from space to uh, New York, apparently. Is it New York? Uh, Skid Row. I'm assuming that's New York. I I don't know. I mean, it looked very... New Yorkish. It it reminded me of more like Boston. Like American Boston sort of... Okay. Like, I don't know. Some of them had the accents of a Boston... Is it Bostonite? Is that it's not the right I don't word, know. Is I'm it? Not... I haven't got a clue. Um, but yeah, like run down America, like a down. What's the word? I don't say down south because it's not down south. Like <laughs> downtrodden. Yeah, like run down and and whatnot. Um, but before we get into that, as you can see, uh, a little I need to call it Aiden, little shop of horrors, um, which was Chris's pick. I watched it many, many, many years ago. Probably like over ten years ago I watched it. Yeah. And I just liked it. I have never seen it. I do have criticisms, but they're not... I saw your eyes roll at multiple times, mate. I mean, to be fair, it was it was either rolling or they were starting to close because I'm quite tired. <laughs> so, you know, I'll take it with a, <laughs> a pinch of salt. Although it's, it's not things that I'm going to moan about. It's just an opinion. <laughs> so you're going to moan fair, about so- it? But politely. But I'm not. Well, it's it's not a. What's the word? No, I'm not criticizing. I'm just like explaining the difference of stuff. I just look something up. Yeah, go on. Seymour Crowborn, Crowborn, and his colleague Audrey work at Music Flower Shop in a rundown, rough neighborhood in New York City, referred to as Skid Row. So right. It's New okay. York. So we'll cl- yeah. So we'll class it as Skid Row. Yeah. Because um, that, that they do sing about that. Um, there is a couple of ways that you can support the podcast, though. So before we get on to actually talking about the episode, if you could uh, leave us a comment on our Apple podcast, if you do listen to us there. If not, then you could always like us, follow us, subscribe to us, either on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram. Don't forget the gram. Um, basically, if you just want to find out about promotional stuff and things we've got coming on, guests that we've got coming on in our conversation for As Yet Untitled, and other crazy, wacky videos that we're going to be bringing out soon <laughs> on our YouTube channel, then all the social medias are the best places to go. Um, if you want to find out more about podcasts and stuff that we've got upcoming, which would be new episodes or vintage collection episodes, we've got another vintage collection coming out very soon. I uh, really enjoyed doing that one. However, that one was done via Zoom. Yep. Um, so now we're able to kind of meet again due to the COVID rules. Uh, relaxing. Relaxing. Uh, we're able to kind of record again, finally. If you can't bother to look for all that, literally, we have a Linktree account. <laughs> with a link on it so just click that and it will take you to every single place finally if you do want to spend money and you want to give us money then um you can buy our merchandise that's also in the link description below if you don't want to click on that then click the link tree link and that'll take you to that as well um back to the film yep cool um before we get started i would like to say that me and chris have been in the gym now for <laughs> What a month to two months training a it's lot. Three because it's three the third months. Time the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like nearly, yeah, three months. Yeah. 
Um, in that time, obviously, we've uh, we've got hot and sweaty. Are you going to talk about the machine uh, mucking up? Uh, I've, <laughs> we've got hot. <laughs> we've been hot and sweaty. We've been tired. Um, yep, it's really run me ragged. On, on pro um, pre workout, you called it pro plus. Then it's not that. <laughs> on um, pre workout, and today, today we uh, it was a success. Obviously, we weighed ourselves, and there was weight loss. In some cases, <laughs> Chris didn't just lose a bit of weight; he lost a stu- a, a foot in height. So, uh, <laughs> uh. it's opposite to what the flower does in the uh, little shop of horrors. Chris sweat and then lost height. But <laughs> okay, let me explain this before people start getting wrong idea. I stood on the weight machine to get myself weighed. Obviously, I won't say my weight because that's my business. But it decided to spit out the information about me by cutting off a height, of, a foot of my height. So I am apparently now four foot something rather than four, being the five foot ten four, eleven I am. Four foot six point seven. It? Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, sure I'm it was four six seven. I think. I think he's outside with the other bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just had to, uh, you know. So basically, what we're saying is, if we need to grow Chris again. Uh, you're gonna have to take blood like the. Uh, let me suck on you. No, you're definitely not sucking on me. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> Just I mean, several different yeah, jokes. yeah. So before before we start, obviously, uh, <laughs> you've seen it. I haven't, but I I want to put something in your mind quick. <laughs> you've already uh, done that. Yeah, right. well, more than once. Um, so. If people have seen A Little Shop of Horrors, basically, in a brief, brief, brief nutshell, a guy called Seymour grows a plant, he gets, he finds a plant, or he buys it, however you want to say it, um, feeds it blood, and then it grows, and then basically, it it goes on a killing spree. Like the, It doesn't kill a person. Well, no, no it, it doesn't. It eats people, basically, yeah. and needs their blood to grow. Now... Some people that have listened will know that we're fans of Red Dwarf. I know, I know you, you're thinking, where's this going? Right? However, there is an episode where Lister has his arm cut off, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but he, before that, he's infect, infected with the Leviathan virus. Yeah, it's still in his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, I was watching this and my mind went to... So I, I told you, it's because I'm sleepy, right? But if you took the Leviathan from Red Dwarf and put it into the world of Labyrinth, I think that is the uh, the plant combined. Well, the plant can make things happen, it seems, outside the normal flow of things. Um, I thought the Leviathan in Red Dwarf basically noshed its way through the entire ocean. No, but it's like the way it speaks and communicates and, and all that sort of stuff. The wackiness of the Leviathan in the world of Labyrinth kind of makes this... It's the puppet action of the of, the, yeah. of Audrey too, which is the name of the plant. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I was, it was just, and I was like, it, it does sound You've like... sleepy delirium is what you I thought. have, yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> where, where do you want to start with it then? Well, generally the beginning. Yeah, all right, <laughs> it's a good place to start. I was about to go into the whole world. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. Um... <laughs> All right, let, let me get the negative bit out of the way first. Oh, Please, let me just get that out of the way, and, okay. and then we can talk about how good the film is. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have two criticisms. Two two minor criticisms. Two main... Two, two, the f- first two criticisms. Go on. Right. So the first one, the three dancers... Yeah. 
they didn't really have anything to do with the film other than singing. Like they, they. True enough. They, I, I would have thought that they were when you right. So when you go and see like a show, like a live show, a musical, or something like that, um, I think they do it really well in Blood Brothers. In my, I may have got the the show wrong, but they have someone that basically narrates the the, the um what happens in a musical. Sometimes you'll have a narrator that appears on the on the stage. They'll do their bit and then walk off, and he's basically that's that's their job to narrate what happens, move you from one thing to the next. Okay. I thought just going in that this is what them women were going to do, but they didn't. No. They just turned up at random times and started singing. I also noticed that sometimes their movements and the, the singing li- synced up with each other. Yep. Other times they'd just go off and their arms they'd be doing something different than each other. They'd be still be singing the same song, but one would be waving their arms above the head, another one would be swinging their arms around their sides. Yeah. I guess it's to be different, like see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Kind of, there was a difference in each of them, so they want even though they were dressed the same, they have different characteristics. Okay, but that was my that was my first criticism, right? And my next one would have been, I wished I would have seen this as a play first, as opposed to the <laughs> film first, because as good as what they've done with making the set look ragged and run down. And on all that sort of stuff, because it was a play first, you would have got. I would have wanted the experience of the play, as opposed to the film. Um, do you know what I mean? Well, I won't bother offering a uh, no. film if you <laughs> will I? Oh. No, no, it's it's only because because it's a musical. Like some film, some films or some musicals become a play first, and then they become a movie, right? Fair enough. And yeah. then sometimes a movie then becomes the play. Willy Wonka and a Chocolate Factory, prime example. So you can watch the Charlie and Chocolate Factory or whatever it is, then go and see it knowing what happened. With this, because it was a play first, it... it you the, think they've, they've altered it a bit, so you're missing bits? Um, Kind of, but no. I mean, yes yes and no. Because there, there's moments where you could, do, you could do so much more in the film, like with the robotics, anima- animatronics and stuff. The graphics when she's got the... Um, the bird the with a bird on the finger and things like that. <laughs> I knew that bloody bird would come up. Um, just little things like that. But, you know, you can do more of that in film and you can have an extra couple of takes and, and stuff. And, you know, so that being in a film way, it's better. Like for the production. Right. However, it being live as a play itself and seeing what they would have done with uh, Audrey 2 and how they would have been eaten and the gunshots and all that sort of stuff and... Because it's different in a play, it would have been more... That, that's what I'm saying. I would have been very intrigued to see what they had done. And knowing that I'm watching the film first, I'm now thinking, if I've seen the play, would I like the play more? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you could say that about any, any movie or film you watch, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. So that, that's, that, that was what I was saying. It wasn't a criticism. It was just I would have wished, after seeing it, I would have wished I'd seen the play first. And when I watched the film, I would have been like, oh, so they've done this to make this more effective. Well, unfortunately, I don't think this is on production in theatres anymore. I don't think... If they do, if they do have it in a, uh, a theatre production at any point, then um, go I'd definitely go and see it and we could do a pod, another sort of pod on it or we can do a conversation with one of them from it. That'd be good for the pod. That'd certainly be a nice idea. Um, but with that out of the way, <laughs> I really didn't know what I was expecting <laughs> when... Uh, but you weren't expecting what you got. I don't know. Like, I, I really, really don't know. Uh, obviously, I've heard of Little Shop of Horrors. I've never seen it. I know. Is there a black and white version? 
I'm sure there's a black and white version. Uh, let me just do a quick check. It's not the same people, though. No. Definitely not. Although that picture does make the uh, the, the plant look exactly the same. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's the three people in the cast from the black and white version. Oh, okay. That's all right. So, I mean, we've got... So, Rick Moranis as the uh, lead was good. Um, I really enjoyed him. I, although, every time I looked at him, I kept thinking of... Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, and, and all th- those trilogy... Um, honey, I blew up the kids. And honey, I, we shrunk, I shrunk ourselves, or we shrunk ourselves, something yeah. like that. And they're really good. It was nice to see him in a different role, as opposed to the Wayne. I can't remember what the last name is. The Wayne character in them yeah. the films. Um, I'm surprised there. Well, he could sing. I, I am. I I watched it, and when we were watching it, I'm thinking some people are good at kind of miming that they can sing. Yeah, um, and then someone would slip the song in over the top. And... Yeah, he was really good. Um, I believe it was his voice. It did sound like him singing. Um, but yeah, I just I really didn't know what to expect, and there was a lot of names. There were a lot of names. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Rick Moranis. Are you, are you sneezing? You good? <coughs> yes. There we go. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh dear me. So yeah, Rick Rick Moranis was great. Ellen Green. Yep. Um, Vincent Gardina. Steve uh, Martin. Steve Martin. Um, it was creepy, but, but I think what the, I've got to say the creepiest character in there I think was Bill Murray's character Arthur Denton. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like James Belushi, John Candy, Christopher Guest, Bill Murray. It's quite a lot of people, and the the bigger names when were it, a bit part. Yeah. Act, you know. I knew I recognised her, the dental nurse. Yeah. It's Miriam Margoyles. Is that the sprout? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. Yeah. Oh, and looking, I'm thinking, I recognise her. I just didn't know <laughs> where from. And then so I've looked it up, and like, oh yeah, there she is. So, all right. So let's get into. Uh, we'll kind of break it down. So we have the first when we find out about. Um, he gets the plant from the, the Oriental store. He does. Yes. Oh, right. he says he didn't see anything. Then he walks away. Then there's a solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. And there's a flash of green light and there's a new plant. Yep. Which the guy said the plants must think, okay, well, it's not mine, but I'll sell it to you anyway. Yeah, and then we, uh, be- but before that, we-, we get to see the wonderful Danny John Jewell singing. Yeah. Um, just for a brief second. Uh, obviously, fans of Red Dwarf, so I love it. Oh, we kind of brought that back full circle. We did. Um, when you mentioned Red Dwarf the first time, I yeah. that's where you were going to go. No, that wasn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. Um, but yeah, so we got to see him. Uh I would love to say a friend of the podcast, but we haven't actually got him on a pod yet. However, yet. we have definitely met, well, I've met him. You were there. I was off to the side trying not to sink down a wall. <laughs> My legs were hurting. That yeah, point. yeah. Like, oh, um, oh, but oh. yeah, obviously I met him. I had a great conversation, a photo with him and stuff. Um, he looks very young, very young in this. <laughs> yes, he does. And he still has cat hair. Have you noticed? Yes. <laughs> he was like the precursor to cat. Um, <laughs> this could be some really red dwarf that, episode yeah. they, he's, they do a kill him he looks around the corner oh no he just goes back or something um, but yeah alright so I think because it's a musical what we done with uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was we kind of broke down the film itself and then the music separately so <laughs> so it was uh, it was split into two bits so we've done one thing and then another thing um, so we'll discuss the music because there's quite a bit of it but it's not overly too much if you know what I mean no where they've slotted it in it fits yeah they're so not, go on they're not overexposing us to it yeah I 
so when when I said it's a musical and you was like yeah I was thinking okay it's either going to be a musical where it's kind of sporadically put in <laughs> and it's for moments like specific moments or it's going to be like I can't think what what's that music that film there's just every single scene there's music I can't think what it is there's a lot of them like that you have to narrow it down uh, for I, me. sorry I've re- I really don't I don't think so there's acting as they're singing, but there's no actual dialogue. It's literally just singing. I can't think what the film is. My, if my mum was here, she'd be like, oh, it's that one. Um, but yeah, I oh, can't. Oh, sorry, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. Um, even though it was kind of put in places where it was it was good. Yeah, it fit. Did you think there was too much singing or do you think there was just the, the right amount? I thought it was okay. I didn't think there was too much. Why? Did you think there was too much? Um, not not really, because obviously it is a musical. But, but <laughs> there were points when you you know when you get a film and you think, oh, here comes that song that you just oh, boring. It was just very slow, and which was her when she was singing in the uh, in her hotel, yeah, uh, in her house, wherever it was. Yeah, she's talking about the future she wants. Yeah, that that song for me, I didn't enjoy. It was. Visually, I enjoyed it, but it was very boring <laughs> for me. I've got to admit, my eyes glazed a little. I just let her sing on, and it's like, yeah, it's been 10 years since I've seen this, but I know this song, so I'm just going to like... Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I really enjoyed the songs. They were, they, they were all really catchy. They all had... And I think as well, they all had a story to tell. As in, each song carried... The plot forward. The plot forward for what's happening next. Yeah. You know... Because when he was singing about how he got the plant in the first place, you're seeing it happen as he's singing it. Yeah, I really and I really like that. The only thing I wasn't a fan of at that scene was it was such like stupid acting. Oh, I came in because I see the plant in the. In, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was. I, I get that you're forcing that. That's the reason you came in, but a bit of natural acting would have been more. <laughs> it's the way he says, "Can you split fifty? Uh, sorry, can you split a hundred? No." Well, I'll just have to buy twice as many then. Twice as many. Twice as many. Twice as you didn't need to say. Yeah, it, it sounded like Jive Bunny, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just like little things like that were a bit irritating for me. Um, but it, it is what it is, you know. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like it was it ruined the film because it really didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, was there a, a song or something like that for you that was a bit like, oh, you know? Hers, or, I've got to say, her when like you said when she's yeah. singing in her apartment, you know. Yeah, in her apartment about the the her what her life the life she wants to live. Yeah, it's like okay, I know it fits, but it's just dull. Yeah, I think when she's singing about that, when she loved like, that song, and you get to see the house and they're doing like the Tupperware party and stuff. <laughs> did that? Is it me or did that house remind you of a house from like a nuke town? Oh, well, it the, was yeah. It was just so old and well, it's nineteen sixties, and that would have been like the. The dream for them to have that kind of smaller, wider house. Yeah, one yeah, one yeah, story, yeah. wider house, perfect white picket fence, probably a rose bush somewhere. It did seem very, um, you know, like when you play Call of Duty and you got Nuketown and you know what I mean, or you got uh, you blinked quite a bit. Then. Um, <laughs> Never played Call of Duty, oh, but I understand what. You yeah, mean, yeah, yes. it, it was like it was built there to be explode, like you know, to yeah. be. Yeah, it was just really weird. I. I and, and that was her dream, but then at the end it kind of comes full circle because they do get. She gets the dream. She gets, yeah. The thing is, she gets the exact house she was dreaming about. Yeah. Kind yeah. of weird. 
Yeah, but then I guess if it's their dream, then uh, obviously they're or her dream, then they want it. Um, he just wanted her. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to uh, the animatronics. I I thought that was so well done. Um, is it animatronics or is it puppetry? I, f- I think a bit of both. You know. Okay. Um, I I think. I mean, what was the year it came out? Nineteen sixty something. No, nineteen eighty six. Uh, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, yeah. So. Definitely, there was signs of puppetry. There was definitely signs of puppetry. But the way the mouth curved up and things, that's more like animatronic. Yeah, it? it reminded me of how the Ninja Turtles were and <laughs> and like even Labyrinth and things like that. Like the, They had puppets there, but they had animatronics as well as, you yeah. know, or a mix of the both. Um, it made me laugh when he, uh, Seymour's finger was cut and he, <laughs> the puppet was like... That... It, that reminded me of that very labyrinth like. You got Seymour. And it was mimicking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at that point, when you first so when you first watched it the first time, not this time, the very first time, <laughs> did you um I laughed. Did you did you suspect that it would be able to talk and stuff at the end? Yeah, because it had a mouth. I don't know why, because I was younger then. And it was like well, it has a mouth, so I'm assuming it can speak at some point. Yeah. So if he's just like there's two ways this could have gone. If it did, if it couldn't talk and it was just him having a psychotic break, going around murdering people and feeding it to a plant, <laughs> or it being able to talk. And my mind back then wasn't... I don't know I'd say 10 years ago, but I'm thinking more like if I was in my 20s 10 years ago. So I was yeah, probably like... Yeah. In my, I was probably 10 or 11 when I saw it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I still think it's the 1990s <laughs> 10 years ago, because it was. I mean, you say that. But it was, it's like 25 years ago. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so depressing. It is. Um, <laughs> well, you're, not, you're still a kid. 90s was a good time, you know. It was great. I like the 90s. Such a simpler time. <laughs> Before the internets. Yes, yes. All of them. All three of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the interwebs were no longer there. Yet. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Interesting voice choice for the... For Audrey, too. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. You would expect a female voice after it's been named Audrey, too, wouldn't you? Oh, okay. I thought you meant the woman is herself. No, Audrey, too, is the plant. Audrey is the woman. That's true. I mean, I didn't even think of that. I, I really didn't. He named it after her, mate. He said that in the film. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't put a female name over the male voice, like <laughs> or, or the male voice over the female. Well, he calls he calls the plant Tui after a little while. So it's just... yeah, I like that. Yeah. And then it reminded me too much of Chewbacca because they put the Chewy. But I'm glad he started calling it Tui and not Audrey. Um, <laughs> You're Audrey. Yes, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I will not be attempted to try to make no. the voice because it's beyond me. Can you? What did you think of the uh, actual Audrey one? Audrey one, original Audrey. What did you think of her voice? Because that was. She's very squeaky. It was so. Annoying, so annoying. It She's... reminded me of her doing an impression of Bernadette. <laughs> I was just—I've been trying to say that it'd be yeah. Bernadette from from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's like when someone tries to copy Bernadette. And I was squeaky like this. Yeah, even though this was before then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it was just. She seemed very, her acting. <laughs> she seemed very demure and very submissive, because she she's basically a beauty. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be the right word. Um, yeah, let's just... Yeah. Yeah, she she wasn't in the best relationship. No. And even, like, Steve Martin's character, um, 
He's a creep. It reminded me of a bootleg Elvis. I was thinking more like a bootleg John James Dean or something. The black or jacket. Like a, and... uh, yeah, like a plethora of both, like with the hair and yeah, the way he. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I really liked the character of the way he played it and portrayed it. I just. He, he only got into dentistry so he could cause people pain. Yeah. But then that, I mean, that that takes us on to Bill Murray's character. Oh, I looked up his character, and they actually explained it in the film as well. He gets um, <laughs> he's got a sadomasochistic interest in receiving pain from a dentist, because when he was younger, he went to the dentist, was put in a lot of pain, and then afterwards the man gave him a candy bar. So he never equates pain from a dentist to equal good things. Yeah. <laughs> the way he was moaning and holding on to the the dentist, you're thinking, <laughs> "Wow, I do not want to be." Anywhere near that character. I just I didn't understand because when the uh, when the dentist was pulling out all of the tools, I thought he passed out. I think he was enjoying himself a lot. Oh, okay. So you think he kind of had a moment of oh, went a bit giddy, <laughs> made himself moist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that he leaned forward, sorry, and then shuddered and lay back again is squishy. Oh, right. you're okay there yeah I t- you said that and I'm thinking that's why he stuck the things in his mouth oh <laughs> better the mouth than anywhere else oh. but yeah he got himself giddy um, <laughs> I just I t- <laughs> did you hear the guys oh. uh, what he's talking about his previous dentist there's an old blind lady he goes to that can't really see him. She knows his voice, but she digs around in his mouth with the drill. Yeah, sod that. Oh, I hate, I hate dentists. I don't know how people can enjoy them. <laughs> not as much as him. <laughs> clearly, clearly not. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he was a strange character. That that poor um, person that come out of the dentist before he went in. Oh, the huge. What was that? The, the old-fashioned braces were massive. Were they, were they braces? One second, I'll just. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a brace thing, because it's just horrific. That's some of the old fashioned braces, one I read. <laughs> which look like, look like the tra- the jaw trap from Jaws. No, <laughs> yeah. from Saw. From Saw, yeah. <laughs> from Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> it's a new version. It's Jaws the dentist. Can you come and get on the corridor? Squish, squish. <laughs> um, old fashioned Jaws. Let me just bring up some images. I'm saying that if you did hear the name just Jaws, you would think it's a film about a dentist, right? That's one of the older old things. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, huge one wire went the huge wire one around his mouth, and you've got like that one. Sod that. Yeah. Original author B. <laughs> I'm not reading that said wrong, but yeah, there were some there are some really nasty ones that they created that were just. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad we've got like just a. Yeah, like the how. How would you even survive that? I don't know. Ugh, uncomfortable to look at some yeah. of these. Would you get dent? Um, <laughs> would I get dentist? I don't know. Do you want to buy me dinner first? I nearly said dentist or dentures. Would you get braces? I'm lucky enough to have never needed them. See, I want, I want them, even now, because my front two teeth are a bit wonky. Um, I don't think they're too much good for an adult at this point, would they? Yeah, they can still fix an overbite and stuff like that. I got an underbite. So the bottom jaw sticks out more. Uh, sorry, so I've got an, I've got an overbite, but my bottom teeth are, um, so my top teeth are over, yeah. quite over, too far over, 
and my bottom one's like too far back. Oh. So where well, I'm still called? looking at that. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> still flicking through pictures of antique orthopedic equipment. <laughs> yeah, although saying that the dentist likes that one because uh, it was heavier in the film. And yet you were going to use the old-fashioned drill. Yeah. It was rusty and blunt. Yeah, sod that. I, I, went, went, I went to the dentist ages back and you have to give you an injection in the gum to numb. Yeah. I had to have three of them. I could still feel him. He really dug into two of us. Oh, even now it still makes me cringe. Uh, I'm not a fan of dentists. I remember once I had to have um, I had a filling in the, the top part of my, one of the back ones or whatever it was. Um, but for it to happen, they had to get like a different needle. And I was like, no, I don't want it. Like, So they'd done the filling with, and then they'd done another two without the injections. Yeah, yeah. I'd, if I had to go now, I would ask to be, if it's like saying, I'd have to move, knock me out. Yeah. I mean, I'd do it if you want, if it helps. <laughs> Give me a piece of string and quickly yeah. moving car and I should be fine. See, I've never done that. No, neither have I. Have you not? I've tried it with the door. <laughs> with the car. I did to someone's exhaust. <laughs> it's just I'd a pass up from the gas first. <laughs> <laughs> you see me by the exhaust. Oh, oh. stop imagining well, me trying to. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> Any, anywho, um, what do you reckon of the set? I liked it. They um, it was starting off very grimy, very back alley, very depressed and downtrodden. Mm-hmm. But the moment they started getting a little money in. Do you notice the, it's it got like a fresh paint job on the outside, but the other houses seem to brighten up as well. Yeah, it was like um, an osmosis effect. Uh, yeah, One yeah, good like, domino effect. Domino so, effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I really like the rundown. Um, I don't understand why there was a lot of homeless people there. Like I'm not saying that they can't be in that city, but they did tend to have a lot of homeless people just kind of laying in the middle of the floor and stuff. You had to step over them to get into your place and then into your place of work. Yeah, it was... I think that was a bit overly excessive. I think they were just doing it as an obvious... Obviously... They are just doing it, obviously, to show how downtrodden... How down, yeah. yeah. Um, it was very run down. I liked it. It had Cobble Road as well, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, that which, would have been old New York. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really get to see much of that. Um, I'd love to go and see a Cobble Road, like an authentic... Go to Cockermouth. Especially... <laughs> There's a place in, um, well, further up. Went there when I was younger. <laughs> yes, I took it right up. Yeah. Yeah, went up there and um, in Cockermouth, they got this, went to town a farm and they've got the main road is literally, the main road is literally just like cobbled street right the way down. It's lovely old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, there's that. And um, further up north they do, not so much now, but I know further up north they used to have like um, a lot of cobbled, sort of cobbled roads like... Um, like Coronation Street and and whatnot. Although I know that was a set, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's the design of it. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, it. yeah. How it used to be. Um, I think I've been on one. Maybe in Blackpool there's still a cobbled road. There's got to be one somewhere up there, right? Could be one anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. If you know, if you live on a street with a cobbled road, let us know. In the <laughs> yeah, send us your pictures in uh yeah. in in Twitter. <laughs> Show us the pictures of your cobbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Look off then. So yeah, I mean that was I really like that. Also, well, the way it was kind of made, like the structure and stuff, you can tell it was a set, right? Oh yeah, you're not going to mistake this for they just opened up a place in a real no, area. no. But I, I tell you what, it for me, it seemed like they tried to make the set look like it was a set on a play. 
Okay. Who knows? Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they're taking the stuff straight from the plane and put it in the movie. I mean, it, it's possible, but it was just the way it kind of looks. Like, obviously, it, the, it was supposed to look authentic, and it did look quite authentic. But you know then when, when you're on a plane, you kind of have the set wheeled in, and then when they finish, the curtain goes down, one set moves back, and the other one comes forward. Yeah, you can imagine this slot moving yeah, the same way. Yeah, it, it just seemed very... Very low, like, low. Yeah, and low, like low budget kind of. You know, I mean, we were, we were watching it when they were singing in the uh, kitchen, and the sun was painted in the background, like on the. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't in the kitchen. They were singing. It was out the back. Was it? Oh, so there was. Were well, they yeah, singing in the kitchen, and, and it went through the window, didn't it? Oh, that, you, that's probably the earlier one you were telling me. About. Oh, okay. Because then later on they were singing outside. Yeah. As they're going up the steps, they got the sunset painted on a wall in the background behind. Yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it is low budget. However, the way the characters and the actors acted towards it, like it was just there. It yeah. was, you know, it was real to them. Well, it could have been like graffiti they've ignored. Because if it's a low down, run down area. Yeah. I know graffiti was probably wasn't really a major thing back at that point. No, but I know what you mean. Um, did the, uh, what happened to the three people that were get, got told off right at the beginning that were loitering? I keep thinking they were the singers. See, I don't know. I'm, I was, I was so confused. Like, they, like they seemed no purpose other than to be shooed away. Yeah. They talk about like, um, after they shooed off. He says, "Why, you, why can't you go and better yourself?" Or because they're not in school. They after after fifth grade, they split. I think they said. Yeah, split shift. Yeah. And how are you going to better yourself? How are you on Skid Row? You're not going to better yourself. And they carried on walking. I'm like, that really held no point in the movie whatsoever. No, that's what I mean. There was little moments where. The, I think the only thing that they'd done was move them towards walk past the alley with someone else come walking down the alley. Yeah. That was it. Like, that was kind of the moment. Um, but again, every time I keep, I'm thinking of moments, I'm thinking that I could see it on a stage as opposed to in the film. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The way, it's, the way it was shot and stuff. Um, it was very different though. I, I just, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was a musical. I've never heard any of the songs other than the Little Shop of Horrors one that we've literally just played at the beginning of the episode. Um, have you got a favourite song? No, I haven't got an exact favourite when it comes to the... Have you not? No, I like them. All right, so I liked... I really do like the uh, one when he when he first cuts his finger. Right. Um, and he feeds it. And the one when the... I need to call it Leviathan then. One where Audrey 2, or Tui, starts singing at the end. When, you know, when he's... Um, is attacking yeah. Seymour. That one was good because he was more like jazzy. Okay. Um, whatever the, the name of that song is. Um, but I really like that. What did you think of John Candy with the uh, the brief cameos of uh, of him? What, that's the radio presenter? Yeah. That's cringy. I just didn't know what was going on. He ran a, a basically a weird world... <laughs> Today pod, it probably would have been a podcast, but yeah. it was a radio show back then. And I know it just didn't fit. It just seemed like they just stuck that scene in for him in there for him. <laughs> yeah. He, um, do you know what he really reminded me of? You know, in uh, in Wayne's World, when they've got Mister Scream. I think it's the it's the second one. Right. And uh, they go on a radio show because they're doing the uh, Wayne stock, and then they just start talking, and then they've got the guy that literally just stands there to scream and make noises. It it, it just reminded me of that a little bit. It was just, it was so weird. I mean, he played the character really well, but you're right. I think they put not, it in there just for him. I would say so, but then I, I want to know if that was a part of the play. 
like do you know what I mean but I, I mean if, if it was then um, I've already apologised next time no, I'll, no, I'll no, make no, sure anything anything I, see, anything I offer to I want you to pick up <laughs> I'll make sure there's not a play of it first or if there is we'll go see that <laughs> no I mean like because if it wasn't and then it was something added then I think they would have had that written in mind with John Candy like I don't think anyone else at that time really could have played that character I mean Bill Murray was already in it Mean Green Mother from Outer Space is the name of the song oh, right, okay. got the list of the uh, yeah, yeah. tracks up but yeah anyone else no he does seem like see, I can't look at him without seeing um, the guy from Home Alone yeah um, oh, I can't think what his name is I always see him as um... Cool Runnings yeah <laughs> yeah th- yeah yeah and there was another one. I can't think what it is. Is he an? Um, is it Uncle Buck? Yes, I, I think can't. it is Uncle Buck with Macaulay Culkin, isn't it? Let me just check. Yeah, it's a good film. I've never seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, we'll add that onto our list. I haven't so. seen uh, Wayne's World either. No way. No, I've never seen Wayne's World. Oh, oh my days. That's. Oh right, they're on the list as well. Obviously, we're about to do Bill and Ted soon as well, so uh, that that's coming. Um, easy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, his his moment. Like it was only brief. It was very weird. And the thing is, as well, he was trying to describe the plant, but he didn't describe the plant at all. No, he made no. He barely made a reference to the plant. Oh, it's something weird. And <laughs> yeah, and if you could see it now, that's it. That 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 was it. Really. <laughs> Why has no one realised that two people have gone missing? I don't know. I mean, saying that, more to the point, why was the other people that were there in that room um, for the radio show, why did the nun have a saxophone? No idea. I mean, I was more concerned with the old lady with the box chained up. I'm thinking, yeah, why? what, what is inside that box that you've got multiple chains and locks on? <laughs> I don't know. Probably it's the a, bloody Necronomicon or something? They just, they didn't blink... Like no one battered an eyelid about how weird things were like there. So I think I do you know I think it is as well because it's so run down. They don't care. No, because in that place you could probably pick up something randomly in a trash. I mean a dumpster. Yeah. For America, for our American friends there, who would and you could take it in saying it's weird and they'd probably pay them like five dollars or something just to bring in something weird in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you're right. They didn't realise uh, that anyone went missing until um, Seymour got obviously handed the the shop and whatnot. Well, who, who gave him the shop? I don't know. I it mean, must... The original owner has now disappeared. Yeah. Right. Look at it this way. You've got a woman who's in a bad relationship with a guy. The guy goes missing. A little while later, they, they any CSI would have seen, would have seen what the, his boss saw. Yeah. Blood steps, uh, blood drops on the outside, blood, mm-hmm. stop, blood drops in the inside. And now the boss has gone missing. Yeah. You'd think there might be a connection to the <laughs> shop. You reckon so? Um, do you know what blew my mind the most? How this is a PG. Yeah, there were a lot of bits there, in this that were, were not exactly PG. There was some foul language. Yep. Uh, a couple of S bombs. Um, quite a, a two, two or three of those. A couple of tough titties. Yep, tough titties. Um, I always find that such a weird thing. Tough titties. What? What come in someone's mind? <laughs> what went through someone's mind? <laughs> Rewind. Uh, what went through someone's mind? I think. Oh, so, uh, tough tits to you. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand that. Um, Maybe someone had a particularly bad experience one night. <laughs> probably That's a pair of tough titties. Um, speaking of of that, the bad experience of a night. Um, Should we not telling people about that? We, <laughs> Audrey, 
Yes. Was um, they su- suggest that she's a lady of the night. Yes, but they the way they said it, she could also be worked at a CD club. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's more to it than that. Oh, 100%. Um, so they... they dis- insinuate. Insinuate, that's the word. What she said, she wore tasteless outfits and mm-hmm. saw to the men's needs. Yeah. Or something like that. And that's just... That doesn't sound like she's walking around selling cigarettes to them. No. And then to top it all off, we see the dentist basically kill himself. Yeah, he was going <laughs> to perform unnecessary mouth search. I was going to say play with the Seymour's mouth, but that's just a little much. He was going to perform unnecessary surgery on Seymour's mouth. Yeah. With his antique tool. That's rusty. <laughs> and very blunt. Yeah. But he he had a setup made where he was wearing a, a gas mask that pumps, I think it's nitrous, because the way he was laughing, it's nitrous gas. He's got to be. Yeah. And he basically OD'd on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he, didn't, wasn't he asking for Seymour's help? Will you help me? And he goes, oh, well, why would you? And then he slumps back because he realises that... Yeah, that's it. And then Seymour, he wraps him up in a towel. It looks like a body bag. Yeah, yeah. And I love how they added the comedy when he bounces down the stairs. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Or when he's trying to pull him up and they hit the... You know, as he's turning the feet hit or something, the head hits. Yeah. Thinking, it's got to be a mannequin because the way the legs work is too straight to be a real human. But did you notice one thing? He put a pair of glasses... Over the top of the uh, the body bag. Because when he bounces down the stairs, the glasses fall off. I never noticed that. Really? No, I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, the, the glasses just bounce off. Okay. Unnecessary, and... since the <laughs> dentist himself didn't actually wear glasses. I'm sure it was a pair of glasses. Go back and have a look. But I'm telling you, I'm sure I'm sure it was glasses. Um, probably scene selection, and then skip forward. Oh, can we also discuss? He's talking about the um, if you don't look after your teeth, what, what this is what will happen to him. It's and it's a picture dog. of a dog with mouldy teeth. Yeah, like I have, I don't understand that bit. He's a bad dentist. He is. He's not a good dentist. Is it glasses? No, it was the dentist tool. Oh, okay. I it's think the mirror they use to look inside the mouth. But what? What? Why is that? I don't in, know why. In his hand. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was Smacks his head straight on the the sidewalk. <laughs> but yeah, I, d- I just I don't understand that. And then obviously in the rest of that scene, uh, fifty one minutes, bang on. You stop that bang on fifty one minutes. I'm very clever. Um, you are. Um, yeah, he ass. <laughs> He's an ass. Yeah. Well, okay. He, uh, you see him hack the body with um, a. a I need to, it's called an axe. An axe. <laughs> I nearly called it a saw then. That's not what I meant. Yeah, with an axe. Um, but his boss sees it. Plant doesn't seem to worry about clothing. Because the, when he first chucks the foot in, he's still wearing the shoe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if he knew he was good... Because he wraps it up in um, newspaper as well. So why didn't he just feed it like that? He, I think the plant says chop him up. So maybe at that point he wasn't ready to uh, eat. <laughs> Take it whole. Yeah. Yes, yes, he wasn't ready to ingest it all. Um, His throat couldn't manage it all that deep. No. <laughs> they, um, but yeah, I just, it, it was very weird. I mean, the fact that the, at this point, the plant is in control. Yeah, Seymour's character, or Seymour, is a weak-willed individual. Yeah. He's got, oh, he's just not, he doesn't believe in himself at all. He's taken from an orphanage by that guy, the one who owns the place. Yeah. He gave him a cot food or a cot a crust of bread and a job to do yeah and he's thankful for it and he didn't do a really good job did he no <laughs> no he didn't not at all 
Well, um, you look when we saw the flowers in the first few scenes. Mm-hmm. There was barely anything in the shop anyway. Everything looked like it was dying. Yeah, I mean, how did they manage to get all that uh, like product of flowers and stuff when everyone started randomly coming in that quickly when they had nothing in the store in the first place? No idea. Movie magic. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, yeah. All right, so did you like the idea that it came from space and it wasn't something that he made by accident? Like, uh, I think it would have worked either way. Like, when watched it again this time, because I'd forgotten where the plant came from. Yeah. And he knocked the stuff off the shelves. I thought something would, like, you could mix it with the plant mm-hmm. and it would have, like, started growing. Yeah. But it works either way. Which would you have preferred? He made it or um, it came from space? I think if... So... I guess the story goes in two different ways. The fact that he comes from space means he's not bothered about killing it. However, if it was something that he made himself, he'd have more of an attachment to it because he had made it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he had made it himself. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I would have been... I mean, this version's great. Uh, You know, the idea of it coming from space. It's a little different. I guess it's one of those things where people go, oh, but it's not believable. You can say that, but it's a talking plant. Yeah, like you have to, you have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt in, in that case, you know, going with it, with that value. Um, but yeah, no, I like the idea from that it comes from space, which means if they were to do a sequel, there there could be more. Well, we know at the end there is one grown in the garden. Yeah, yeah. How it got there, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he would have planted it himself with all the no. trouble he's gone through. Um, do you know what though? I'm so glad. I mean, I'll say this, and we'll probably kick ourselves at a later date in years to come. But I'm so glad this was made back in the 80s and not now, because the heavily used CGI in it would be atrocious. Imagine if it had been made 10 years ago, the overabundance of CGI at that point. I mean, I think 10 years ago, you can... Like, like 10 years, I think you'll let it pass. Maybe, because that made the Matrix and stuff was done, right? Okay. But now just heavily CGI things uh, like overly saturated yeah it just doesn't need to be done and the thing is you can see how well this was done with animatronics and puppetry yeah you know and maybe a little bit of um, claymation when it first grows the first time maybe I'm not too sure um, but that was done great and that was in the 80s so if there was to, do you think they should remake it again no there's, you don't need to remake every film no there are some films which should not be remade. I think this is one of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic the way it is. Yeah. All right. I agree. But? If they were to remake it, who would you have play Seymour? Him again. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's got to be in his late 60s now, Rick Moranis. Is there a limit to who, the age of someone who can run a shop? I mean, I guess not. He could, if they were to do it... He Rick could Mar- be the owner of the yeah, shop. Who yeah, dies. yeah, Um Who would you have playing... Seymour itself, okay. You go completely wrong and have someone like you would never believe would do this, like Tom Hanks or something. <laughs> Maybe, I mean that that is a good shout. I think he's a bit old now though. He could play the shopkeeper. So we've got two shopkeepers lined up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but we need someone thin, small, and a bit weedy. Um, Tom Holland with big glasses. Tom Holland's a good uh, is a really good shout. I, I was thinking Zac Efron. Because you could put the clothes baggy on him, because these clothes hang on him. Okay. So if you, like, overdressed him... How about Zach Braff? Played that guy in Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good shout, yeah, very good. But what about Audrey? The woman, not the Um, plant. (laughs) We'll get to the plant voice in a minute. Um, Audrey, 
Emma Stone? You want someone who can be... I don't like using this word, so I'm not going to use it, but weaker, easily yep. led. Um, I don't know. I really, I really don't. <laughs> I don't know. You could really muck this movie up, have like one of those top A-list actresses do it. and <laughs> You're like Tom Hanks and all these people, like you got these like Angelina Jolie or something. Oh, imagine. That'd be crazy. All right, all right, let's, let's do the better one. Voice of the uh, Audrey, Audrey 2. Two. Tui. Tui. Uh, who could <laughs> James L. Jones okay you went a completely different way to what I was thinking what were you thinking then Kevin Hart oh that would be brilliant <laughs> what are you doing no, I can't do, I can't that's my attempt <laughs> would you really want Kevin Hart's plant spewing it looks all it's dirt all over you I, I don't know I wouldn't mind I think that'd be quite funny <laughs> that's a quote for Facebook <laughs> um, but yeah no Kevin Hart I think it would be quite a good shout. Who was that? Do you remember the Fifth Element, the movie? Chris Tucker. Yes, I could see that him, him doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, one of those, one of, <laughs> one of those would be really funny. Um, I mean, you know, I said you could go the other way. You said James Earl Jones. Um, you could also have Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock as um, <laughs> as a flower. I keep going back. I keep spewing all his seed. It's not seed. It's, it's seed. It's not a seed that he's pumping. Well, you thought something else was happening. When yeah, you're in front yeah, of the plant yeah. I wondered. Yeah. Was... Did it grow tiny little feet then? I think it was just thicker roots that bent under so it could push itself up. Oh yeah, because he digs under the gra- the uh, the floorboard, doesn't he? Well, no. For, he, yeah, I think. Did he actually dig under the floorboards then? Because I just thought he just burst his pot and he was just standing. <laughs> I don't need dirt anymore. I, I don't know. I'm really unsure about that. Um, I like the way. It, do you like the way the plant died? I mean, I like it, but it was a bit anticlimactic. Well, there was a um, unscreened uh, yeah, yeah. ending where Audrey and Seymour get eaten, and the plant goes on a rampage. Mm. You can see it cold around a building. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but this ending, it was kind of all of that stuff fell on him. And then he, he hand rose up, and it kind of reminded me of like you remember Super Shredder, yeah. <laughs> when his hand goes up, it was a bit like that. Like I didn't. It would have been nice if Audrey had done it. I guess, but the moment the electric cables fell on the floor, you, you knew what you was know, happening. Yeah. yeah, you knew straight away. Um, I wasn't a fan of the ending, like the way that that like the death of the plant. What did he say? Did the plant go? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he drops another S bomb. Um, I I think the little buds on the that were showing. How he was going to reproduce? How Audrey was going to like? They would split off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, it was good. Um, is there anything we need to speak on? Uh, only the fact that technically, well, he's not a murderer, Seymour, but he is an accessory to it. Yeah. At least in one case. Is that the shop owner? Yeah, because the other one died of natural, well, nitrous gas yeah. overdose. I mean, technically, he didn't kill him. He didn't kill anyone, that's why. Yeah, he did, but he's an accessory to it. I guess so, yeah. Illegal yeah. Dispos- disposal of a body. Yeah. No, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the second one, how could they charge him as being accessory to? Because you can't charge a plant for killing someone. Plant, no. Don't know. But frankly, the, the shop owner didn't didn't deserve to die. No. He's just, he just an old man, a bit stuck in his way. He was trying to bribe him, though. No. You, you can... I'll you can, keep stewing, and then you can disappear for 40 years, and then come, you know... I was like, 
it was, you know, he got a bit like trying to get his own way. He's greedy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he got ate by greed. Yeah. He got digested in the gullet of a giant plant named Audrey. Yeah. You were, you were saying as well that um, it, it obviously doesn't have a stomach. So it would work on, as we said, like the base of like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. It would melt it down. Or like a pitcher plant. Mm. You see, they go inside and they can't get out. So yeah, they get, yeah. They are decomposed. Yeah, they got the basic stomach acid is at the bottom of the plants. They just yeah. melt it. No, yeah. I mean, it did get bigger though. I thought it was going to be massive, like bigger than the shop. Um, How did it make things happen? Because good things were happening for. I don't, I don't, for it's him. space, isn't it? Or maybe it's like mind control or something. I guess. I don't know. But did he? Hit, I don't know. Does it? Ha- he never actually. The plant never actually said if the blood had to be fresh. Because you could have. I know the plant was to conquer the world. But seriously, if you limit the amount of blood you give it, yeah. Well, at Don't one know. point, Seymour's suffering from blood loss. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a bit weird when he was um, just standing there. Yeah, just he's cutting no... his fingers, and I'm saying for the don't see him do that. You see, because he cuts his finger on a rose thistle, isn't it? Or a thorn. Or a thorn, even. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how it kind of they get into that yeah, mess. He starts sucking his own finger, and then the plant starts mimicking it. Yeah. Um, a bit gone. No, go on. I was going to say, slip that digit in my mouth and I'll suck on it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, for, for what it is, bear in mind it was an 80s film, um, and it was a musical. Yeah. It was really good. I did really enjoy it. I think if I wasn't so tired as well, then I would have been a lot more like enjoying it. As I said, I was sitting there and my I could feel my eyes closing, yeah. so I just kept moving and... You know, that's why you had your phone. You were doing something on that. Just to yeah, keep I was yourself... keeping myself occupied just so I could watch the film. I hate when it gets like that. We've done that quite a few times with uh, podcast films. Thankfully, the pod comes out great, but you kind of get a, a spoiled viewing at times. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> the podcast equipment doesn't record. We have to watch the same film three times. Yeah. Um, thankfully, that's only happened once. Yes. Um, <laughs> we've learned from the mistake, and we've upgraded now. So what actually happened with that? First time it didn't record my side. And then the next, no, no, it only happened. So it happened twice. So we done Ready Player One, yeah, and we done Red Sky, Wolf. no Sky High, the superhero film. Okay, we also did the Red Dwarf one. It didn't record. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, that was over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, that was when we were first trying to figure out yeah. why, for the, um, <laughs> due to COVID reasons. Um, but yeah, so one didn't record your voice, and one didn't record mine. Um, Lots of fun. Yeah. But we didn't mind having to go watch uh, the film twice. No, exactly, I had no problem, no problem with that at all. Um, I th- think that's everything. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, we need to rate it out of ten. Um, I th- I think because it's a um, a film about a bug, not a bug, um, a space f- plant. A, a film about a space plant. Uh, we need to kind of change our rating system. Obviously, it'll be out of ten, but I think out of ten leaves. Okay. <laughs> what are you giving it out of ten leaves? Uh, I'm going to give it eight leaves. I like Not it. That's almost a full bunch. Eight leaves and a thick gnarly root. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of sprayed compost. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed this music. <laughs> Great, Rob's on a funny fit. Just breathe, Rob. Just oh, breathe. Go on, go on. Just leave your gnarly root alone, thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed the music, the story, the movie, the storyline itself. I enjoyed. Yeah. 
some weird characters that still make are quite funny. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I don't know why it wasn't higher. It just doesn't feel like any. It doesn't feel good enough to be a nine. Okay. How uh, many leaves for you? So I'm I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it seven point five leaves. Right. Um, Listen to bushel, but go on. Yeah, with a um, a smattering of a uh, little bits of blood that. Uh, you know, and maybe on the second watch, it'll grow. <laughs> you don't really know what to say to that, do you? No. <laughs> um, I was being funny about it in the gnarly root, but you've decided to go with blood. <laughs> well, it helps it grow. I think on a second watch, I may enjoy it a little bit more, purely because I'm not as tired. So I don't want to discredit a 0.5 away from that. So okay. I'm going to give it... A, we'll, we'll give it a 7.5 with the intentions of progressively getting to an 8. If they ever made a second one. <laughs> Mm, again, it depends. If we, if we get Chris Tucker or Kevin Hart to do the uh, the voice, somehow a, a stereo voice of the two, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Um, but there'd be uh, so much more swearing. There would be a lot more. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Kind of for the same reasons you did. Um, there was a few bits that were a bit hit and miss for me. Um, like I said there was a couple of slow songs. I was, I am tired. So obviously yeah, that really doesn't help, especially when you're trying to go in with an open mind for a film. <laughs> and they're basically giving you a lullaby to get you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but for what it was, and the fact that we had a lot of animatronics, there wasn't much CGI other than the bird, but I'll let that pass. It was the 80s. Wow, you are tired. Um, it re- do you know what it reminded me of? You know when you, not that I've seen Bedknobs and Broomsticks, or I have, but it was when I was really young. But you know that kind of Mary Poppins drawings? Yeah, yeah, it kind of had that effect to it. So, like, it was more of a dream than it was an actual part of the film. <laughs> you start with Bedknobs and Broomstick, but you start talking about Mary Poppins. Well, drawings. yeah, I understand but, the but link. you know what I mean. It's the same yeah. sort of drawing kind of style and stuff. Yeah. Um, the only reason I said Mary Poppins is because I know the the sketch bit when they're in the uh, they're going, going to the, the pavement. Yeah, they're going to the the hunters' fairground, uh, the hunter grounds, and then she ends up. Yeah, it's on a merry-go-round. Ferris wheel, isn't it? No, Mary go round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they come off, and then they're somehow involved in a fox hunt, and she wins a race. <laughs> yeah. So like that drawing. Yeah. As I, w- I would try and give you a um a moment from Bedknobs and Broomsticks, like I said, but I don't know any. You could literally just say the football game with the. Is um, a lion got a, like a crown? crown. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The king. So yeah, a bit kind of like that sort of drawing. So as I said, I'm not really going to blow my horn about it because um <laughs> because. It was that was her dreaming and fantasizing about something. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll let that one pass. Right. So we've got seven point five and eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least a nice bunch of leaves, isn't it? It is. Um, and one gnarly root and some blood. <laughs> it kind of sums up this film, really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, leaves. It, it does. Yeah. Gnarly roots, exploding compost, and blood. Yeah. That should be the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 